I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t dot com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline, uh, and we'll have coverage of Texas Tech basketball coming up at six on double t ninety seven three. Fellas, how we doing? Uh, no, today's uh, today's Tuesday. Yeah, sorry, you you did throw me there. Yeah, I was thinking, dang. It's it's been a week. It kind of it kind of has for me. Barely well. Tuesday. <laughs> um, so apologies, but all that other stuff is right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, would love to hear what everyone has to say. We have some emails to go over. We have some uh, coaching news to go over, not tech related. Um, we have some NCAA proposals to go over. Lots to get to on the program today. Um, do you want to start with an email? Um, oh yeah. An email to myself emails. That one. Yeah. I mean, so, we're just killing it on these things so far. Our predictions yeah, this, are just so on point. This one's gonna get worse. <laughs> um before the season, and I don't know when this was. It was actually it was Friday, August twenty fifth. So right before Yep, probably leading into the right Wyoming before week. the season really started in earnest. We predicted the worst team in every power conference all right in the acc um the worst team was wake forest the demon deacons finished one and seven in conference play okay all right dead last um clint you predicted virginia that is incorrect virginia finished five and three in conference play six and six overall they're going to a bowl game uh gus you predicted boston college i predicted boston college as well um that was not correct although better than virginia uh boston college was three and five in conference play but also six and six overall um in the big 10 this was again not our finest moment um we all thought that northwestern was going to be the worst team in the conference because of its off-season dismissal of Pat Fitzgerald. Um, they've, they had not been very good up to that point, you know, the couple of years before. And so that seemed like a layup. Uh, Northwestern finished 5-4 and four, um, and 7-5 and five overall. Uh, and so they were definitely not the worst team. Indiana was the worst team, 1-8 and eight in conference play. And they have enjoyed wow. a coaching change. Right. Kurt Signetti, the new head coach there in Indiana from James Madison. And Michael Penix off. Uh, in Washington, just having all sorts of success. Yes. Uh, in the Big 12, some disagreement. Uh, Clint and Gus thought that West Virginia would be the worst team. We we know that they were not. Uh, I thought that Iowa State would be the worst team. They were not. So um, a lot of bad... A lot of bad choices there. In the Pac-12, uh, Clint 
and I both thought that Cal, Tech Bowl <laughs> opponent, would be the worst team in the conference. Uh, they were not. They were uh, four and five in conference play, six and six overall. And then Gus, you had Stanford, which technically not the worst team, but close. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado was the worst team, one and eight in conference play. Stanford and uh, Wazoo and Arizona State all finished two and seven. Uh, let's see. And finally, in the SEC, this was a gimme. We all picked Vanderbilt. It was Vanderbilt. There's really nothing else that needs to be said. <laughs> That's like the, the the points you get for putting your name on the SAT, really. Yeah, we had the we had that uh, I guess relegation question the other day, yesterday about spinning somebody off. You know, cutting cutting a team loose from a league, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Vanderbilt always ends up as the team that gets thrown out there because they are in quite a uphill climb in that conference, but they are, I would assume we would define them as a legacy program, right? Sure. Yeah. And then the, uh, the last one for today, we, uh, we were all very, very upset in uh, late June about pro football focus, releasing power rankings of the big 12 that had Texas tech 11th. And so we, we determined that we would revisit those at season's end and, uh, you know, the plan was to laugh at them for how much better Tech was than 11th. And, uh, you know, uh, but still a lot of holes. I mean, TCU was picked third here. Clearly not. Uh, Baylor was picked fifth. Clearly not. UCF picked sixth. Clearly not. Houston seventh. Cincinnati eighth. Oklahoma State nine. Uh, Kansas fourteen. Wow. Uh, West Virginia 13, so a lot, a lot wrong there. They just were not nearly as wrong about Tech as we thought they would be. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have uh, Lady Raider basketball coverage tonight as they take on Sam Houston. That coverage will start at 5.30 on 107.7 Yes FM. Stay that's hot, ladies. True, right? Yes, yeah, stay hot, ladies. They're 9-0. and Sorry. Ask what the the board is weird. No, we we we're having it on one zero seven seven Yes FM and one hundred point seven the score. So what about the Liberty Games? That's on ninety three point one. Ah, so that's why their, is it in it, the same color? It's as, also <laughs> it's because uh, if you're if you're wondering back there, they're color coded for each station. But one zero seven seven Yes FM uses a black marker. Um, but so apparently does ninety three point one, but it's a different black marker, so more a little more muted, you know. I can. I mean, can we not find like one more color? Are we out of colors? Is there an orange? You just for right? this. Or the other thing you could do is just for this week, use the bull's color because there's no other bull. Like change it this week to ninety three point one. You just you both come in here with your anarchy. Yeah, we shaking do. up the. That's why you're the bad boys of Raymar. Here's, here's the polite way to say it. We're, we come in with fresh eyes. Okay, that's the nice way. We're just it. eyes that work and can can see that uh, those <laughs> wow. two colors are the same. Dang. Just a thought. Maybe it just takes a you know a, a refined eye to see the differences, the subtle different notes. I don't have a refined eye. I, I go out at night to take the dog out to the bathroom without my glasses on. I'm amazed that I can make my way back home. That's it uh, for this segment, but a lot more still to come. More Tech Talk next.
It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until... Six o'clock. Would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety Um, so the I'd say the, the big story today, at least in the college uh sports space, is a proposal from the uh, the new NCAA president, Charlie Baker, um, that would allow Division one schools, but essentially mainly power five and some upper level group of five teams um, to pay athletes um, that are not or, or in ways rather that are not just purely about education or educational resources. Um, this is just a proposal. This is not something that's being voted on. Right. This this is not what it will look like in its final form, almost certainly. Uh, but his proposal is that um, Division One schools would allowed to uh, enter or would be allowed to enter into NIL deals directly with their players. Um, this would create a new subdivision of Division One um, that uh, would include schools that would be allowed to create their own rules for recruiting transfers roster size, a number of other different policy areas. Um, but to be a part of this subdivision, each school would have to uh, put millions of dollars each year, at least, into a trust fund for athletes. I think the, the minimum um, in the proposal is $30,000 per athlete. And it wouldn't have to be every athlete uh, but you would need to um, have an equal number of male and female athletes paid. So it would be a lot of money. Yeah, and that was the, uh, I think the descriptor in that language was within the, you know, within the Title IX space or s- something akin to a- acknowledgement of, hey, this is this has got to be done in a way that, that is compliant. C- creates some, yeah, creates some compliance. Uh it really is interesting. Uh, it feels like a uh, the the first, perhaps, truly uh, maybe maybe overt gesture toward that m- mythical or hypothetical, whatever. But we've all we've all thought that this day would come where the you know there might be another realm of of uh, Division One, a higher realm, whatever don't know that this is the super league of the top 20 or 30 or 40 teams, but, um, this, this does seem to be providing some, uh, some, some structure for a, uh, a, a higher level, a separation of power five and perhaps group of five. Um, that if, for those who desire to, uh, to, to live in this space, it's a lot of money. Um, I don't know that it. I don't know that it solves anything, Gus. 
um, unless there's some kind of component here that I haven't seen where there's some level of um, contract or some kind of, you know, document that ties an athlete to a school for a set amount of years at least. It doesn't have to be forever or five years. Um, but absent that kind of mechanism, you're still going to have people transferring around. Um, this isn't, I don't think, I don't think that it can replace the NIL that we have now. Like, I don't know that you can put right. that back in the tube. No. And so you would just at this point have players getting paid by the university and also players getting paid by collectives. And maybe the collectives mostly do their stuff with, you know, recruiting as de facto inducements, even though it's technically not allowed. We all know that's what happens. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, th this, I'm fine with players getting paid, right? I'm fine with players getting paid from the universities. I'm not morally opposed to this. I just don't know what this solves. Other than maybe gets some lawsuits off the table, yeah, you know, and reduces some heat from the government or the uh, you know judiciary. But in terms of stuff that people care about, nil and collectives and all that stuff and transfer portal, uh, I, th I think it provides some structure for Title IX compliance as well. Um, we we saw today, I guess, the reporting on, and we had talked about this late last week, and. And it's, I don't know where this is going to go, but the, the um, Oregon beach volleyball situation that we had talked about, like that's a hundred page, a <laughs> hundred page filing lawsuit. Um, I, you know, don't, don't even know if that has legs, but um, I guess it's worth mentioning here that, that uh, in this space, you, you know, there, there need, there has to be by, by law, some, uh, or statute, I guess, a, uh, you know some provisions for equality across gender and so i think that what you're saying it clears some lawsuits it clears it clears a uh a, you know some it provides some structure for that um because collectives are probably well as as athletic departments drift closer and closer to their collectives and how the collectives specifically how the collectives dole out resources um, that's where that's where the the fuzzy part is going to be around Title IX, and uh, it feels like this is an attempt to get some some structure to that. Like you said, clear but, some lawsuits or avoid some. But with, at least with what we have now, NIL is um, largely very market driven, right? The the two sports that um, have the most broad appeal get the bulk of the resources. There are some sports with regional appeal that get a lot of resources as well. For example, college baseball and the SEC. Mm -hmm. um, there are individual um, athletes in other sports, the LSU gymnast, for example, that got deals, the, the Cavender twins and women's basketball, et cetera. Um, but with, with this, how is this anything other than um, college football, men's basketball, subsidizing these other this other half of payments just like it does with the scholarships 
right? Just like it does with the rest of the department, with the operating budget and all that stuff. And like, again, I'm not sitting here mad because some, you know, beach volleyball player is going to get a big check. Like if you right. can get it, yeah. good for you. Yeah, right? I agree. Uh, but if, as, as someone who just really cares about football, basketball, baseball, and probably some women's soccer, I would I would prefer that the uh, the resources mostly go to those, and maybe that's me being selfish, and you know I, I I happily and openly admit my biases there, but like again I don't know what this solves. I don't know that this makes the sport again, again from the stuff the lawsuit stuff. Right, I don't right. know what this solves. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, it 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 probably clears the um some d it, it provides some level of response from the. NCA toward you know their their goal of you know student athlete and educate you know providing some educational structure to this uh, versus just letting it run off the rails. But because yeah, yeah, I'm mean, with you. I don't know that it changes. I don't know that it changes a lot. The, the football team, the basketball team, you know, the college baseball players in some cases, they're going to get paid regardless. Yeah. Right. This is essentially we're going to pay beach volleyball players, for example, uh, instead of you know ha- having an associate AD for X, Y, and Z. I mean that, that's that's where the money's being come taken from. More yeah. tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until six would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the yates flooring center chat line at double t 97.3.com Somebody asked, this is Womble buying Tech a beach? No. Uh, he, as far as I know, uh, he's not. Um, but I don't want to hurt any feelings by singling out, you know, teams on campus of which I have no emotional investment in. So yeah, always choose sports that Tech doesn't have. Probably a uh, difficult time to uh, consider adding teams you know at, at, at any school uh given given the uncertainty and the the uncertainty in uh budgeting i guess to, to put it simply um i mean but some of some of the stuff should be club anyways oh sure right like beach volleyball for one some rifle and horses you and know stuff yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I got you. No, I hear you. I, I uh, like equestrian, for yeah, example, sure. right? We, we, it would be great if there was a, a an easier, um, uh, affordable way for more people to get involved with equestrian sports if they were interested, right? If they were, if they were keen to do whatever the hell that is, right? Jumping. Sure. Yeah, um, it would be great if that was more accessible. It's not. Right. You need a horse, 
right? You need to be able to ride a horse. Those are not cheap things. Uh, but I'm guessing that the folks that are uh, involved in equestrian, right? Probably not, you know, scholarship probably isn't just like the end-all be-all for them. I'm painting with a broad brush. Sure. There are clearly exceptions, but I think generally that's probably true. Um, what, what are we, like, why is that an NCAA mandated sport? Uh, beach volleyball, same thing. Who cares? Like, what? I mean, both of the sports you describe, I think, are women's sports, and those are probably defined are as... They, are they women's sports because that's... No. They're used for Title IX. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they're fillers. They're mm-hmm. like, they're, they're, they're counterbalance deals. Mm-hmm. That one of the things that, that my understanding about this is the, the rowing <laughs> programs, uh, you know, it's a situation where there may be, you know, 25 kids on a team, but the one boat really competes for championships. And so, you know, you might have, because I think Texas, Oklahoma. There's just one boat? I, well, I think that compete, you know, for the big title. When it comes down to it, your best boat versus my best boat for the championship. Are the boats but, on scholarship? But when we have a duel, skull. Isn't that what they're called? Skulls or whatever? But when we have it, that's not right. But when the, when when they have a dual meet, there may be th- three or four Texas boats and three or four OU boats. So what do you have? You got 25 kids on the roster. Um, and from the 25, you pick your five You know what best. you have when Miami's right. involved? involved? It's called How You Going. <laughs> you have a U-boat. Oh, I thought he was going to do something with a hurricane. <laughs> hurricane might be God, kind of tough. I am so proud of myself for that. You have no idea. That's fine. You can't bring me down. I made a U-boat joke. I wasn't trying to bring you down. I was adding to the sailing was, concept. It's, uh, today's a success. Getting some yacht in there. Getting some yacht. Uh, our friend Shelly has this. I haven't been able to watch for months. Where in the heck is Gus's binder? Uh, you know, I'm kind of in the midst of some other junk that's going on and other jobs in a way that um, that I, I need a keep I need a laptop open in front of me these days so the binder I'm ready for the binder to return but right now it's so I can keep an eye on my blooming email which irks me you need to bring the binder back so that well, that's right here Clint I mean, can sneak in here when you're out I know and read through it and uh and Graf- you can draw a quick phallic symbol on a random page graffiti me also the uh, blooming email sounds like how you'd sign know, up for right? an outback steakhouse rewards membership I, I agree sign up for the blooming email <laughs> sign up sign up for the blooming email and get a free blooming onion right I'm not making me hungry dude the, the question, I guess, if, if something like this does pass, maybe the numbers are somewhat different. Maybe the, you know, the, some of the finer points are, are changed or, or cut or, or new things are added. Um, this will probably be most of the Power Five. Do you think that any current Power Five universities would just say, nah? I know. It... it does I mean there's not much incentive for a Vanderbilt or someone to opt out um to to say hey we don't want to do this not, not because the financial that you know cuz cuz we may all look at it and go other oh, football teams been terrible forever 
Yeah, but that football team funds a really good baseball program, et cetera, et cetera. And um, in in this in the grand scheme of the uh, educational pursuits at a, at a school like that, uh, you know, the, they they probably see it with a more well-rounded view than straight up championships and and uh, and and uh, you know football heat. Um, so so I don't know that they would opt out. I mean, and I, I don't think you would. I don't think you would opt out without making a. If you're going to opt out, what's the point in just sort of stepping back to a group of five? If you're really at an academically elite situation, going to opt out, wouldn't you just opt out and go University of Chicago? Just we're going D three. This is all. We're, well, and we're, that's what I was like. Would Stanford do this? Right. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, would Northwestern do this? You know, I don't know. The interesting part about Stanford that I didn't know until April, and you and I talked about this, they got a they've got a really high percentage of just the the I call them hall walkers, but just the students that when I when I walked over there and stood there and watched all the smart kids roll by on their bikes and skateboards and all that stuff, that you know they've got a considerable percentage of their student body that are student athletes. Didn't that come back with a number like eight, eight or nine hundred? I thought that was what we talked about. Right? And they've then got we a ton of sports. Yeah, yeah. and they, yeah, exactly. They they do. They're they're well into the twenties. And then the flip side of that was the the other interesting fact was that they have like seven suites in their football stadium. Remember, like the but uh, you would think that it would affect. It might adversely affect just undergraduate population at a place like Stanford. Now, would they recover? Sure. If all the swimmers and divers went, hey, we're out. We came here to get ready for the U.S. Olympics and com- and compete at the highest level of swimming and diving. If you're going D3, we're, we're out. We're, you know, they're headed off to Florida and Texas and wherever the elite swimmers and divers would go. But I, I don't know that they would, their, their student body, pop, student population would suffer. And in fact, it might go up a little bit if they weren't making concessions to get athletes on campus. I mean, I would go there for concessions, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. A couple of hot dogs, maybe a soft pretzel. More Tech Talk next. It's not. Right. You need a horse. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Someone has this question. When will we know if Kitley is taking the UTEP job? Uh, we we know the answer to that. He's he, not. He did not. Nor is Kenny Perry. They uh, hired the head coach from Austin P. yesterday morning. Oh, <laughs> sorry, my finger slipped. Sorry, yeah, that's all right. Uh, speaking of uh, coaching carousel, there are reportedly three finalists for the New Mexico football job, and uh, a clear favorite has emerged. So much so that we've reached the point where um, it's being reported that they will hire one of these pre-finalists, but uh, Matt Wells and Rocky Long were among the finalists, so Rocky Long would be a retread. Wow. Um, but they are apparently targeting Bronco Mendenhall. 
Wow. At New Mexico, which also, I mean, all all three yeah. of those have power five. Uh, I don't think Rocky Long. Uh, no, he wouldn't have power five. five. Yeah. But two two of the all have head coaching mm-hmm. experience and some fairly extensive head coaching experience. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I interesting. Granted, I'm not just super up to date on the program histories at New Mexico State or UNM, but I have to think that between Jerry Kill and Bronco Mendenhall, this is the best. Those two programs have ever been in terms of coaches at the same time. You know, like it's it's hard to imagine it getting better than that. Yeah, I agree. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, what does it say about Kitley's happiness here that he interviewed for the UTEP job? Not a thing. Um, I think it's. Uh, um, I mean, there's how, how many Division One. Team programs now 130 now yeah 131. Uh, I mean I think that's that's everything and and as a uh, an ascending uh, coordinator in the profession and one who's highly regarded by the profession, not our textures. Uh, I think he's uh, you know he, he's absolutely right to explore that he should. Um, there's 131 of those jobs out there. Um, this is one that's in his part of the country, um, from which he hails, if you will. I mean, I talk about that. I'm saying that in from a, I know it's seven hours from here and we think it's, it's a long way if you're talking like high schools, but if you're talking about the 48 States, he's, he's from this part of the world. And, uh, the, the other thing is UTEP competed in that league with his Western Kentucky teams in a way that I think they understood how good that was a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, I think that's exactly what that's about. And, and, you know, the, the, uh, I mean, the guy they hired is a head coach with head coaching experience. And so if that was something that was very important to them, then, um, you know, that, that wasn't what was going to be offered at least from coach Kitley. I think it's also worth noting that, um, this gives him a chance even if he didn't think that he had a great chance at getting it, um, getting a chance to interview for a head coaching job is valuable experience uh, for him in the future, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's there should be no issue with anybody, um, you know, with, with him choosing to interview for any of the FBS head coaching jobs. If he wanted to get out of here, right, he'd go take the – offensive coordinator job at I don't know Troy or something right like he he could pull the ripcord if he wanted to and get out of here and find another job it wouldn't be as good as this one um, but he could do it and and there were people asking about him last year like in the SEC right so it's mm-hmm. not like again your point I think was very good he is widely and well regarded regarded excuse me across the sport um, you had a down year. You had quarterback injuries. Your receivers didn't perform. Again, I don't know if that's all on the receivers, if that's scheme, if that's position coaching, whatever. Probably some combination of the three. Uh, but he can find another job. But this gives him a chance to go for one of 130-some-odd head coaching jobs in the FBS and also interview experience for the next time. So, Good way to keep your name out there. Yeah. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center challenge. OU and the Ohio State are going to lose their bowls. You know, because their starting quarterbacks have entered the transfer portal. Um, I wonder if 
I wonder if both sides to these kind of departures will end up regretting that decision. Um, because if you're Dylan Gabriel, you're now going someplace, even if it's like Oregon, where you're going to have to pick up a new offense, right? You've got new team, teammates. You're, you're going to be dealing with a bunch of different travel. Um, you know, you're, that's a risk, right? That's a risk to leave that. Um, and then for Ohio State, it's just as big of a risk for Colin McCord, although he has more uh, years of eligibility in front of him. But, like, if you're Ohio State and you didn't, like, just do everything you could to keep him, right? Like, why are you so sure that the grass is going to be greener with some kind of transfer quarterback? Sure. Even if it is, like, Will Howard or someone. Like, that's you're, – you're, you're running the risk of um, kind of backing yourself into a corner with no – recourse if things go go wrong it it was uh it was the um that that was along the lines of a comment that i made yesterday when we talked about uh, we had a texter i think that expressed some desire to go get a quarterback in the portal and um and and you had talked about something that you've said that you you wouldn't mind seeing a veteran backup quarterback you know someone that comes here knowing hey i'm gonna be the gonna be playing behind Baron Morton, maybe for someone who opts into a senior year or a six, you know, COVID year or something like that. Um, and, and, and my, my comment yesterday had to do with the person who thought we should be out, you know, really dedicating some assets, I guess, if you will, um, uh, matador club assets, my would be my assumption there to one of these top 10 quarterbacks who's, you know, the, you know the these QBs that are all all it's it's not hard to get to a top 10 portal list of QBs because there's a lot of power five guys that, that had some success um but you know how, how much of a uh if if we were really going out and looking for someone to create competition with Baron Morton uh then why not just dedicate your assets to someone you've already got on campus in Tyler Shuck you know, if if that was the goal, and right. I don't think it is. I don't think the goal. I don't think the desire here is to to get, uh, um, you know, cr- to create competition like like head to head competition with Morton for the starting job. How much different is this than the uh, the? I mean, I, I get the difference in talent levels and stuff, but Mahomes to Davis Webb, like, hey Davis, it's not going to work for you. You might want to move on. It, it, I mean, is is this a distant cousin to that? conversation uh like maybe three times or i mean like if you ignore the talent yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for more tech talk next it's every red raiders favorite podcast this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction uh headline the off-duty alaska airlines pilot who was allegedly uh, attempting to shut off the engines of a passenger plane mid-flight has been indicted on 84 counts. Seems bad. Oh, what a nightmare. That seems bad. 84 counts. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, someone says this. Pretty sure AD was being sarcastic when he suggested that he'd be fine with one of the top quarterbacks 
if they wanted to come be text backup. Yeah, I mean, like, am I? I think my point was if if Dante Moore. Well, I'm not going to say Dante Moore because I think he's still very unproven, if not completely unproven. Uh, but if like Will Howard said that he wanted to come play at Tech, right? I wouldn't sit here that next day and get all upset about it and you know complain and cry and uh, moan about it. But I, that's just not. They're not going for that. They're not looking for that, right? They're not shopping for that in the portal. So, Baron Morton is your starting quarterback. Yep. Period. D- d- your feelings on the matter, my feelings on the matter, Gus's feelings on the matter, Clint's feelings especially on the matter, oh, uh, whoa, do not hey, matter. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, we need DJ uh, Uyungle because Morton couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with his three legs planted. Um, this person says in the chat line, look at all these names in the portal because of coaching, I mean execution. Um, somebody else says this. Those two teams are losing more than their quarterbacks, and Day came out and said that he will reevaluate the, the quarterback position this offseason. Uh, this person says, Kitley couldn't get hired to be the head coach of the Leveland Lobos. Why would you want to do Lally Young like that. He's, I mean, he's the head coach of Leveland. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, these people are just cannibalizing each other. This on the chat line. I hope Texas wins, uh, its playoff games. They can get hammered by a much improved Alabama. Um, this on the chat line. So you think it's about coaching laughing emoji. I wish that I lived in the spirit world. That may be the excuse to get a waiver, but it's about what we mostly all know, straight cash homie. Um, this on the chat line from uh, Maester B 52 One straight hour of undefeated Lady Raider talk, please. Thanks. Basketball. They play tonight. We'll have coverage on 100.7 The Score and 107.7 Yes FM. That all starts at 530 with a tip at six against Sam Houston State. Um, this on the chat line from T Money 806. Let's hope that Tech is shopping for and finding real big uglies and maybe a couple of inside and outside receivers. You just go out and get a tall, majestic, beautiful man. I mean, uh, you know, linemen can be majestic. Mm hmm. And that's where it seems like most of their efforts are uh, are going. I mean, it's you can't really turn around without seeing news of another O lineman offered in the portal. I think they just offered a North Texas kid today. So I don't uh, offered a uh, or or we got a tweet a tweet a tweet got a tweet or an X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, from, I, can't, I can't go that far. I can't either. From t- uh, Tight end, <laughs> junior college tight end named Alex Lines, I assume, unless that's Linus, I don't know, but uh, started his career at UNLV, two years at Arizona, year of junior college. Now he's coming here, six foot five, two hundred fifty five pounder. Uh, yeah, so uh, and they're also still pursuing. Speaking of tight ends, okay. kid named Jalen Conyers from Arizona State, who began his career at Oklahoma. 
and is from Groover. No kidding. I'll be darned. Yeah. That's the, uh, speaking of Lady Raiders, what's their, what's their best player? What's her name? She's the one that Fink Don't lost drag her. me down with Finker, you. Fink lost her, his mind what, over. Bailey Moppin? Yeah, Moppin. Hmm. Would we call her the best player? Bailey Moppin. With the, uh, the, yeah, she's from Groover. That's not a, that's not a very big town. So they're turning out D1 athletes. That's, uh, to be, uh, commended. Yeah, Groover, Texas has a population of 1,108. Uh, a college shooting guard and a, uh, or a D1 shooting guard and a D1 tight end. You said tight end, right? Yes. Yep. I like it. Yeah. What's his last name? Save Conyers. Huh. Yeah, six foot four, two seventy. Goodness gracious. That's Clint Scott neighborhood right there. Uh this on the Yates Flooring Center Challenge. Is that lineman from Lubbock Cooper leaving? I haven't seen his name on the uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I don't think so. Um St. Keeler and Keeler and then a freshman yesterday I'll confess to have never heard of. Um, and then uh, kid and Peterson, Keeler and Peterson yeah, are the Landon two Peterson. that have taken snaps. Yeah, Seth then, Martin's also in the portal. Yeah, and he's line. the one yeah. I'm thinking of. That that's youngster. Uh, T Money eight oh six. You would think with as much steak and salmon that Tech feeds linemen, uh, they'd be lining up to join the team. Or do we not feed the football players as well as we did basketball? Um, this on the chat line. Uh, keep offering O-line to people from UTEP and New Mexico and North Texas. We got a kid from Western Kentucky last year. How did that work? Yeah, I mean, I understand your point. Um, I do think that the O-line was better this year than last. Um, you know, Cole Spencer didn't play every game. So kind of an incomplete there. And I think that uh, Rusty Stats, while he didn't, overpower anyone at center and the snaps were an issue when he was dinged up he was fine he was fine this has been the tech talk podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com